1: Bernstein at Holmes, middays 10 to 2. On Sports Radio 670 The Score at 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. This isn't about a lack of leadership. This is a void of leadership. There is none.
2: Yeah, you got you like like if you have those true leaders in the locker room, they ain't gonna let you lose a game like this.
1: I loved that show last night. I loved the postgame on On NBC Sports Chicago, I always do. But Jason and Kendall and Will, I tweeted something to the effect of it felt like it it felt like we were at a at a bar at a at a big city Marriott hotel after close, and we had just slipped the bartender a couple twenties to to, let us hang around to say hey, leave open a couple bottles of Pinot and just leave them there. And you didn't do anything, and you know if anything happens, we you were never here. Don't worry. One of those nights and you said it and cuz man i i have been at some of those bars after some bad losses and the coaches are just and, you know trying to kind of draw stuff up on napkins and trying yeah,
0: to yeah then you get past like, that we had this and then we missed this yeah
1: and you get but then you get past that and you get a couple you know the next bottle in it's like we need to do more of this yeah we need we this need, this guy is can't do blank right i or like i need to recruit a couple of these I need to change some things. Yeah, we need to have some conversations about the kind of athletes we're getting in here. I <laughs> believe me.
0: Where do you want to start with our panelists? Why don't we start with Billy? All right, let's let, let's do that. Let's 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 hear from Bill Winnington about some of the issues that the Bulls have had. You
2: heard this on the score. Well, energy right now. I, I'm looking at the the way the Bulls finished the game, and especially in the in the fourth fourth quarter lack of energy hmm. and you've got to find that resilience to be able to bounce back and again it's, it can be one player making a great play to inspire him uh, you saw the if you, you heard the game and heard charlie talking about it or if you're watching the game when mason made that 18 foot jump shot with his left hand in front of the bench. You saw their bench jump up, and everyone just gets going. And yes, you need a play like that, and it could be any guy. It could be anyone on the team. A dunk. Derek Jones Jr. getting a dunk gets the guys lifted up the spears. Zach Levine driving the ball to the rim, getting a dunk, hitting a big three point shot. Demar hitting two or three shots in a row, getting it going. There was none of that tonight. No one in the second half did anything inspiring for the Bulls to get any kind of momentum in this game, and. Someone's got to find it. It's there. That and that's uh, honestly, Alyssa. That's what really makes it disappointing for me. Is because we've seen them do it, mm-hmm. and we've we seen have. some some. And I, I don't throw this word around uh, freely, but some greatness in this team. Uh, but not not recently. And just when you you know you, the Bulls go on a three game winning streak, you think they've turned it around, and uh, you lose a game, you win a game, and have two losses that are inexcusable that's some you hear real pain in his voice. yes
0: and he's right like we have seen part of the problem is is that the greatness that we've seen has felt very individual. We've seen Demar make game winning shots and at times during last year's run carry this team. That's what
1: Billy referred to again as lightning in a bottle. Again. And he was he was terrified of it. Like, this isn't new with Billy. Like, he said Billy, it after last year. He
0: said it last year after DeMar did it, where he's saying, we can't, that's not sustainable. Same thing with Zach. Like, we've seen the great individual performances for Zach. It's interesting to me, though, like, the great individual performance that we've seen this year from Vooch, what do we say about it? It was team basketball that just happened to, To make Vooch the beneficiary.
1: That's what you're shooting for. Like, that's what it should look like. When the ball is moving side to side, in and out, and it's not sticking, everybody can benefit when everybody's paying attention and sacrificing for their teammates. Correct. And it's,
0: it's frustrating. So, obviously, Bill was upset. Stacy was upset the whole damn game. Like it was funny because, like, when you sent the text, it was almost like you sent the text to Stacy because Stacy, yeah, Stacy was feeling it. Like he was, he was. There's this warning, and you. Can, it's interesting because you can always tell with Stacy because his his normal setting
1: as Bulls analyst. I'm going to give credit to Rankin here because I'm looking back in in the text thread here. Okay. p.m. Don't say when I called someone a mofo. (laughs) 8.03 p.m. Rankin, whole lot of watching DeMar going on. Whole lot of watching DeMar going on. (laughs) Come on over, baby. So one minute later, 8.04, I texted, it's effing happening again. Two exclamation points. We saw it. We saw it incipiently occurring. Here we go. They're doing the thing
0: again. Uh-huh. The thing that's very easy to do and they fall into. Stacy felt it. Like it's almost like he was inside of our group chat, and you could hear him get upset. And he was he he's usually just like go with the flow. Him and Adam are always having a good time. But you could hear Stacy get concerned and upset.
1: Well, they did what you were calling for. They finally pushed the pace a little bit. Even without the numbers, they found some space in the interior. Yeah, the younger players have to run. Yep. There's no reason why they can't get out in transition and get more transitional points. You know, Vooch, you know, those, DeMar, doesn't, DeMar doesn't want to run. But these younger guys, Ayo, Patrick Williams, yep. Kobe, and then also Derrick Jones Jr., Javante Green, those guys have got to when they're in the game, they got to push the pace.
2: Yep. I don't know, again, I, I just, I hope that this team is not saying, hey, when we get Lonzo Ball back, we're going to be a different team. I, I think that discussion is out of the window. Yeah, of, uh, you you the not walking through point. that
1: door anytime soon.
2: Yep. I mean, you don't
1: know when he's going to come back, if he's going to come back. And if that's what they're waiting on, like, we know we get Lonzo back, we're a different team. It's going to take Lonzo a while to get into some kind of playing shape and playing condition. You can't worry about if you got Lonzo. And then when you go into Orlando on Saturday, you're going to play a team, another team that is not winning below 500, but they play hard every night.
0: Now, he's the second person to bring up Lonzo Ball. Because Will talked about it on the post game. We'll hear from Will in a second. Where is it a lack of mental from. toughness. Period. But how do you solve that in a season? Or how do you even turn it around they, so much so no, that no, the
1: no. talent starts to. You there. know how you solve that? You start making trades because I think the one thing I would like to see is somebody have the you know what to step up and say, well, when Lonzo comes back, well, we we'll be all right because that person needs to be decked. <laughs> Who's saying that? Like I, I told you weeks ago, I swore it off and I said I will not have have that to be an automatic excuse or a subtext to Bulls talk I'm he's he doesn't exist anymore as far as I'm concerned and that may sound cold and inhumane and I wish him the best but when it comes to how I critique the Bulls I am not talking about Lonzo Ball anymore. okay, okay.
0: I, let's let's work through this a little bit because you know we we read Julia Poe does a great job covering the Bulls for the Tribune she hasn't really been writing stuff like that Cowley hasn't really Cowley's been kind of where you are like He's a cipher. like He he doesn't exist Phantom. until he comes back, right? Casey hasn't really been writing about this. So what it makes me wonder, when you're talking about smart people who were in the league and are close to the team the way that Stacey and Will are, I'm just wondering, is that coming from inside the house? Are the calls coming from inside the house? Are they hearing those guys talking about what their team can look like when Lonzo Ball comes back, I don't know the answer to it, but that was the first thing. Like hearing both Stacy and Will making that point last night, and it's a valid one, made me wonder if that's something that maybe they're hearing internally. Are they
1: telling each other that? Well, there was also low key in what Stacy was saying. Did you hear him say Demar doesn't want to run? Yes, because
0: because. That's what you're talking about too. When it comes to defense, like, he brought it up, like seeing, wanting to see Dalen Terry more. I, I, I don't think that th- that's that the answer, but I do think that there is a continuous problem with the Bulls. Not Billy had actually said it like in his post game last night that the their margin is razor thin for wins. Like he understands that, and they're not doing those little things that will allow for them to win and one of those things is if you're not going to shoot well
1: if you're going to trade twos for threes that's why the margins razor thin that i mean to just say that and bake it in well the margins are well why why is the margin razor thin because it's harder for them to get points every what they have to do to score is grind their gears rather than just just run down the floor and shoot a three and get three Other teams are doing that. Bad teams can do that. Well, we saw one of them last night.
0: Was it Layla who tweeted out last night that at one point Charlotte was 11 games behind the Bulls? I think it was. 11 games behind the Bulls. And now look. Like, that's bad. Like, it's. That's really, really bad. That we're talking about this. Like. This team is bad, and now LaMelo is back, and he was terrible last night, and you can't get a win against a team that you're supposedly better than. How How many of these losses? Cowley did a whole thing after the Pacers game of the five worst losses that the Bulls have had already this season, and now you can add this one to the list. Where you got you've got a, a team that is so far behind you in the standings. They've had three in the last two
1: weeks. Talking about the Wizards loss, the Atlanta loss in this one. And the Houston loss. I mean, yeah.
0: And then Saturday the Magic. And props to Adam Amin for pointing this out. Wendell Carter Jr. is always on a mission to punch the Bulls right in the face. Every time the
1: Bulls play it, Orlando. It seems Orlando's like, gonna put it on them.
0: It, it yeah. seems like Orlando is ex- young and hungry. We talk about young and hungry. They're exactly the type of team that if all you gotta do really is run, like just run. You're gonna beat the Bulls to rebounds. They they beat him without Banquero. They sure did. That was the that was the Zach Benching game. Really interesting piece. I meant to send it to you. There's a really interesting piece in the athletic uh, about Bancaro and and his representation um and what he chose. Because it's it's really good. Like I I'll send it to you. I think that you'll you'll enjoy like hearing about how he was convinced to not go with like a big firm and he ends up signing with Mike Miller.
2: Mm.
0: It's I'll send it to you. It's a really
1: well done piece. Like Chris Zorich signing with Kevin Warren. Yeah.
0: How about that?